0: Happy New Year! Hope everyone's well. We're we're a little heavier on this side. This side must be old Ohio State fans. We
1: didn't
0: need as much. I I saw something this morning. It it said uh, nobody in Ohio saw the ball drop last night because of the game. Then it said no, they did. It was wide left. (laughs) Sorry, Nick. I see you're disappointed. Still good to be here. There's always next year. But this was the first year I was telling these guys over here, first year since I remember that we didn't stay up past midnight. And I told Amanda we're just getting old. We went to bed at 10, sadly. But then it's funny, at midnight, we thought World War III started because there was all these fireworks scared us to death. It was crazy. But it's good to be here. Uh, a lot of people out traveling and whatnot, so just remember all of them. Um, as far as announcements go, I uh, don't have a whole lot, but tonight we'll we won't have Sunday night fellowship, and starting next week we'll have the normal routine, and I'll meet with a few folks, and we'll get the ball rolling there. So. Um. <laughs> have a special song this morning. Got me a little out of whack here. All right. Uh, If you got your Bibles, we'll be in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. So i got to make a fool out of myself, because Amanda will tell you anyway if I don't. This doesn't go with the message at all, but i still got to tell you. So does anybody like the dude shoes? Everybody like those? The dude shoes, have you seen those? You haven't seen those? I'm sure somebody has them on They're really comfortable. When you wear them, actually put them on your feet. Don't wear them as like slippers. And I'll tell you why.
1: (laughs) We thought you would... (laughs)
0: <laughs> so last night we went over to Rachel's And they have a step kind of like this To get, you know, it's our old house I've been up the steps 5,000 million times I'm carrying stuff, right? So when I go up Somehow I hit the step And my shoe flips off And I go flying forward, right? Luckily there's a Like a banister right there And I
1: tackle it I, I, I shouldn't
0: have been playing last night for the buck I did either Oh, so I'm like, Richard, you're like, you have a
1: roof.
0: <laughs> the funny part about it is my dudes were sitting right there together.
1: <laughs> as I go into the
0: house, and come back out and get my dudes. So just so Amanda doesn't tell you, I was going to tell you. So wear your dudes correctly. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All right. I like making a fool of myself. If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at So we want to start out 2023 focusing on spiritual maturity. As we've been preaching the last little bit, you know, talking about Christmas and how, you know, the culture today wants to remove Christ from everything. That's not just Christmas. That's everything. They want to basically stop us from doing what we're doing today, sharing the gospel. But that's, again, that's not stopped since the beginning. It's, it's been like that. But, you know, they want to close us down. They want to prevent us from, from spreading the gospel. Or, you know, there's all those people out there. There's no God. There's no this. There's no that. All the, the atheists and, and all that. Or, you know, you're wasting your time, that kind of stuff. Or the opposite side of it is they want churches to be all accepting. Accept everything, Right? You are who you are. You love who you love, right? There's all the LGBTQ, whatever you want to call them. Now, the crazy thing is churches are accepting them and they have people in leadership type roles. Now, just because someone's like that or any other sin you want to talk about, drinking, smoking, whatever, doesn't mean that we shouldn't love them, right? If someone comes in that door, regardless We should love them. That doesn't mean that we agree with them, but we should love them, right? I truly believe that. And that's part of the problem with Christianity today is we're not loving those people. We think we're right, they're wrong. The Bible hates gays, right? That's not true. And that's just one topic. There's so many you could talk about. Drug addicts. I I saw something the other day. It was some post about, you know, if you were drunk last night, you know, sit by me at church. If you were this, sit by me, because that's where you need to be. You need to hear Christ. It's like we, we have this mentality that we can change people. We can't change anyone. Christ can. Christ can change everyone. But it's how we present that to people. Are we banging them over the head? You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. Or are we loving them? And that's really what it comes down to. Are we loving them? So that's one real, real reason I want to, to focus on spiritual maturity because all that's going on in our culture. Is going, everything's nuts. But we know God's still in control. And we know Christ is still on the throne. The other reason for focusing on spiritual maturity is we are in a daily battle. This well, first of all, who's who's spiritually mature in here? Anybody? I'm sure not. Getting there. We're all on this road, right? You're with me. There's this sinful flesh that wants to. It's a daily battle, isn't it? We want to do what we want to do. We don't want to follow Christ. We want to be in control. There's this daily battle. We have Satan, who is, as we know, the father of lies. I think it was, was it July we, we, we preached on the lies that, that he deceives us with. You know, trying to push us away from God. Trying to prevent us from being who we are in Christ. Any, any hold that he has on us to influence, influence us to keep us from obeying and serving God. Like I said, we preached back in the summer. I think it was in July timeframe. There we go. July 10th. See, some people are on it. The lies that he deceives us with. You know, even going back to, to Eve, anything to deceive and destroy is what he wants to do. You will surely not die. Go ahead and do it. No one will ever know. No one will ever see. Go ahead and do it. Or it's not hurting anyone. It's not hurting anything. Focus on you. You deserve that. Right? She doesn't make you happy anymore. He doesn't make you happy anymore. Believe me, at assurance, and there's some people that have worked here can attest to that. It happens a lot. They don't make me happy. Oh. But I have to go find somebody that makes me happy. It's all lies. It's all lies, and if we let him in and infiltrate it, that, it's, it's going to hurt us. Have more one look, one more look. Have one more drink. In my case, have one more slice. <laughs> Anybody struggle with that? Same stuff. One more line. It's not going to hurt anything. Even to the point where you doubt your salvation. You're not really saved. If you were saved, could you go do that? Or, how are you saved? You were nine, or you were six, or you were whatever. You didn't understand. Folks, I didn't understand, but he saved me. That's all I can tell you. When I was nine years old, he saved me. I can't explain it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be standing here. Or, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. Quit reading that old fashioned Bible. It's not good for anything. Or wouldn't God give you what you want if you were truly His? We've heard all that, right? It's all lies. Praying doesn't help. He's not listening to see nothing's changing. That person's not getting better. Why are you praying? It ain't helping. It's all lies. And sadly, we start believing those things. And we start letting it influence our impact to the world as Christians. And that's right where He wants us. That's right where He wants us. Because He's got a stronghold on us. Which is preventing us from following God completely. One little thing can be anything. Whatever. Can prevent us from completely obeying and following God. Can it? Spiritual maturity. It prevents us from being who God created us to be. It prevents us from pointing others to Christ. So let's read a little here. If I can get through this. I almost called John this morning because the throat just wasn't getting it. So bear with me. So if we had a title this morning, it would be New Year's Resolutions or Commitments. And think about spiritual maturity in that. So we'll read Colossians chapter three, starting at the first verse. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarians, the slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. So again... New Year's resolutions or commitments? Who made New Year's resolutions this year? You can be honest. It's okay. I'm not down on resolutions. Give me a good resolution. What's your resolution, Roger?
1: I didn't
0: have one. I didn't either. Anybody have one? Come on. Go ahead. I took all the video games off my phone. All the video games off your phone. That's good. I have a couple, but I never play them. That's good. Anybody else? Leslie's the brave one. You guys are a bunch of chickens. So I read an article this week. It was, I think it was from like 2013. It was regarding like health and fitness and all that. And it was basically talking about how resolutions only get you kind of the, the plan for health. And we'll, I'll dive into a little bit what they said there. But making a commitment is the difference. Let me read it a little bit here. Well, it says, the basis was making a resolution versus making a commitment and how important that difference is in encouraging people to stay the course, to keep going, to be motivated. It said, to help clients change their mindsets from making a resolution to achieve their health and fitness goals to making a commitment to a future event that will demonstrate their progress and keep them motivated. And it gave the definitions of resolution and commitment. Resolution is the act of resolving or determining upon an action or course of action, method, or procedure. A commitment is a pledge or promise, an obligation, or a pledge to do something. So it basically comes down to intent versus I will, right? Now, why do you think that would be? Why do you think that would be? So let me ask. Okay, all you health nuts. Who has created a workout routine that they've done once? Robbie, I knew you were gonna raise your hand because I've done it. I've done it several times. You've either done it once or you've done it nuts.
1: Right? <laughs>
0: How many have created a diet plan? Same thing. I'm gonna follow this diet plan. This is gonna get me where I want to be. And the next day, like I made this morning, you're eating cinnamon rolls. Sorry, baby. See? We do that! Because it's a resolution. Again, I'm not knocking resolutions. It's the plan. It's the intent. The commitment is completely different. Why? Because if I commit to losing 50 pounds and I put it on Facebook and I fail, all of you are going to know too. Right? I'm going to take my picture sideways. (laughs) Measure my (laughs) arms. Put all my measurements on Facebook. (laughs) Then in a month I'm going to do it again. Probably not. It's the intent. Again. It's, It's funny. It's funny, but it's true. But it says a resolution helps one determine the course of action, but fails to create the same emotional tie as making a commitment. It's true. Because making a commitment puts our integrity on the line. I don't want you guys all to know that I I quit day one and I started eating cinnamon rolls. <laughs> if I put it online, you're gonna know though, aren't you? Unless I hide it. Oh, here's the other good one. You you have this plan. Anybody write down everything you eat? I know mean, miss you do, right? How easy is it to be like I, I'm not putting that post? <laughs>
1: I'm not putting that on there.
0: I've done that. I have done that. That's sad, isn't it? <laughs> Sneak into the kitchen. We're pitiful. We're pitiful. And you're like, the water is fat. (laughs) But it's all intention versus will. It says the key is when people promise or make an obligation, again, it puts their credibility on the line. Which does what? Creates motivation. Creates motivation. It's, it's the same thing with, with what we're doing here. You can make a resolution to pray more, to read your Bible study more, to give more, to take your, your game apps off your phone, which you're going to put back next week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can do that, right? I, I, I can't tell you how many, how many times I've deleted Facebook, but a week later, I missed that scrolling. It comes right back. But if we commit to it, whether it's with a, a brother or sister, Christian, or a small group, changes things, doesn't it? It changes things. <clears throat> Absolutely changes things. Isn't it crazy? Has anybody ever done any studies on like gym memberships and things like that for New Year's? I guarantee you, if you go to the gym today, it is going to be packed. They always say, give it a month." Then you go there and it's the same people that's there every day. But the gyms like it though because what? Their sales are boosted. They don't care if you're there or not. I've always heard that though. Just give it a month. Wait till February and then nobody will be here and you'll have the gym to yourself. It's true. It's true. But a commitment will lead to better results. And for a Christian, what does that mean? More joy. More peace. A closer relationship with Christ. Spiritual maturity. That's what it helps lead to. Commitment. Wouldn't we be better off if we committed to following Christ? It's easy to say we follow Christ. It's easy to not always easy, but it's easy to come to church on Sunday and act like a Christian and dress like a Christian. I'm going to start wearing jeans and a flannel just just mess with you guys. It's easy to do those things. It's hard to live as a Christian, especially in our culture today. It's easy to go out those doors and act and do the same things that everybody else does, didn't it? And you can agree because you guys know it's true. It's easy. It's easy to go do all those things. Let's make a commitment that we're not going to do that stuff anymore. That we are actually going to read our Bibles and study and pray and meditate and do all that. Let's commit it to each other. Because again, it's easy to have that Bible at home. Don't you you think, just another topic here. Don't you think that the Bible is the most unused book there is? That's sad, isn't it? I mean, we've been to people's houses that don't even attend a church or believe or anything, and they've got a Bible sitting on their table, and I'm like, "I think it's just for looks. I don't, I don't know." Even us, though, I mean, we have it here. We have it everywhere, and it is the most unused book that there probably is. Why? Because we make a resolution to read it every day, instead of a commitment. Same thing with praying. You know how easy it is to take 10 seconds and pray or whatever the amount of time is? Why do we neglect it so? We have God. Jesus that came and died for us. Sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. And we can't take 10 seconds and pray. Or you know, one of the things that I've always struggled with is reading. I'm not a big reader. I know some people read a lot of books. I struggle with reading. I really do. I think it's Robbie what I said. Reading comprehension was my worst topic in school. Awful at it. I was smart in everything else. Except reading comprehension, I probably cheated. Like him, he cheats like crazy. That's how he got through high school, I think. I struggle with reading. So what I've tried to do, and again, it, it doesn't really help is you know how in the, in the Bible app it tells you how many consecutive days you had? I've missed a day like, oh, I might as well give up.
1: That's not what it's about at all.
0: <laughs> Anybody else done that? Oh, I missed a day. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, talking to Missy, isn't it so easy to quit a diet or whatever you want to call it the first time you mess up? Isn't that easy? I got this. I made a resolution to lose weight and get healthy. And January second, I woke up and did the exact same thing I did last year. I was well quit. I was well quit. We do that, don't we? It's the same stuff. It's the same stuff. You know, I read something or a video, or I can't remember exactly what it was. As you all know, I have anxiety. My whole family—they probably get it from my mom which she can't hear me, so she ain't going to hear it anyway. But we have anxiety. And then Michelle, you struggle with anxiety. I really believe that it is another stronghold of Satan, keeping us from fulfilling everything that God has us to do. And that's really hard for me to say because I have crazy anxiety. But I, what I read, or I, can't, I can't remember if it was a video or I read it. It basically was saying Anytime you're struggling with anxiety, the the cure, you guys know what it is? Have you heard this? Pray for someone else. Pray for someone else. Boy, I sure could have used that about a month ago in Cleveland in a hotel. I was so mad. I worked all day long. We were closing down a shop up in Westlake, Ohio, near Cleveland. Worked all day, get in the hotel, and I'm like, and I was exhausted. You know how anxiety people, you can hear your heart beating. You guys that have anxiety know what I'm talking about. Every time I moved, I'd hear my heart beating. I'm like, how am I ever going to go to sleep? And I'm like, God, take this away. But I didn't start praying for people. It was about me, not about others. Wouldn't that have changed it? If I started praying for all of you. Wouldn't that have changed it? It would have changed things. Again it's all the same kind of stuff here. Most of the time when we pray. Isn't it for us? I've seen so many things. Pray for me. and, And again nothing wrong with praying for each other. But it shouldn't always be about you. It shouldn't be always about you. You know, we get down and we go, God, help me with this. God, do this for me. God, what about everybody else? What about all those people out there that are struggling this time of year who have lost a loved one or lost their family or whatever? I saw a post yesterday where a lady that I've worked with for years, her dad died yesterday. Like, what good is that for me to pray for me? I know you guys have heard this stuff all before. Resolution versus commitment. It's a big difference. It's a very big difference. And eyeballs itch. Spiritual maturity. It all plays into that. Change your focus. So going back to Colossians chapter 3, there, according to what we read, it says, As a child of God. If we have been raised with Christ, if we've been saved, if we've been converted, if we've been born again, there's a couple of things we need to do. And I think this will also help us with spiritual maturity. So set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Verse 1 says, Seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Again, all the stuff that we've been talking about. Seek those things. Set your mind on those things. The spiritual versus the physical. It's a commitment. It says to put that old earthly sinful life to death. Again, that's what we, when we symbolize baptism, that's what it is. Putting that old life to death and the new life of Christ lifted up. Put those old things away. The problem is, we like to hold on to some of those old things. Right? Because it gives us pleasure. Gives us this, gives us that. We like to hold on to it because it's something we want. All those old characteristics of sin there that he talks about that ruled our old lives. Sexual immorality, immorality, I can't talk. Impurity, lust, evil desires, greed. All those things that get us. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk, and the other one is don 't lie. We all struggle with that stuff. we all struggle with that stuff, and it all describes us before Christ saved our soul and shouldn 't describe us after that shouldn 't describe us after that. It talks about down I think it 's down in twelve but i didn 't read it. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. And the best part there, verse 14, and above all these, put on love. I really believe the best thing that we as Christians can do is love. I really believe that. Otherwise, what are are we doing? If we can't take the love of Christ outside these walls, what's really our purpose? To come and get saved and then live our life and then go to heaven? It's a sad purpose. Not that we don't want to be in heaven. But part of what we as Christians are supposed to do is what? Take Christ to the world. And again, if it's all about us, are we doing that? Are we doing that? Put on the new self. Put on Christ. That's where that commitment comes into play. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, we're a new creation in Christ. The old has passed away. And I love there in that 10th verse in Colossians 3 where it talks about being Renewed. Renewed in knowledge after the image of its Creator. Renewed daily. It's not a one-time deal, is it? It's not a one-time get saved and be done with it. And some people do that. If you can get saved and then just completely go away from God, I'm not sure you got saved. Again, that's between you and Him. But there's something that changes inside. We've heard it so many times. The want-to changes. Brother Roger said, why 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 don't you go do those things? Because I don't want to. It changes, doesn't it? I don't want to anymore. That's the old me. That doesn't define me anymore. What defines you? Christ. That's what defines you. And that commitment to Him. That commitment to Him. The new life is all about Him. If you're in control, if you're making all the decisions, if you're doing everything that you want to do, something's wrong. Something is wrong. And that's again, that's where all the spiritual maturity comes into play. There at the end of that, it says Christ is all in all. Christ is all that matters as a child of God. He lives inside us. Again, that's that daily battle. He lives inside us. He lives inside us. So as we start this new year out, church, let's commit. Let's commit to Christ. There's so much in this world that we can get involved in and we're all guilty. Every single one of us. Like I said, it's all about us. Let's change that mentality. Let's change that. Let's put Christ first. Let's commit to Him. Let's get His Word. You know, it's so sad to think about it. Even Christians today, we don't know His Word. Somebody wants to ask you a question about Jesus. I don't know. Why? Do you just come to church and get the Bible when you're in Sunday school and in here? That's the problem. It shouldn't just be here. It should be your life. Christ should rule over all of it, not just on Sunday. And this isn't a back session because we know we're all guilty. Even me. We're all guilty. What are you committing to today? Do you have a relationship with Christ today? It changes everything. Absolutely changes everything. Or it should change everything. Again, if you have a relationship with Christ and you can go do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Let's commit. Let's commit to Him today. There's not many people here today. But folks, there's a reason for this message. I don't know what it is. He does. I'm just going to follow Him and do what He tells me to do. Are you committed to Him? Church, are we committed to Him? Are we committed to take the gospel out those doors to the world? It's really what it comes down to. Are you saved and are you willing to do what God wants you to do? And if there's something that Satan that has over you, no matter what it is, could be the easiest little thing, it could be the worst thing. That is preventing you from fully following God. That is preventing you from following Christ completely. All of us know it. We know what's holding us back. You know if God has called you to do something. Don't you? What's holding you back? What's holding you back? What's preventing you from opening His Word and diving into it? What's preventing you? Well, I don't understand the words. Well, you know what? There's about a trillion other variations of the Bible that you can read and understand. I've got several. New Living Translation. ESV that I use well the King James get a different one get a different one and the other thing is you can't just pick up the Bible and start reading it it's not like a regular novel pray God open my heart to your word open my heart and mind so I can understand so that I can be a witness for you that changes everything, doesn't it? That changes everything. What are you committing to this morning? Are you committing to following Him? Are you committing to getting in His Word? Are you committing to praying? What are we committing to, church? We need to commit to something. We need to commit to Christ, no matter what. Because at the end of the day, it comes down to Him and his, your relationship with Him. And again, taking that out to a world. But you know, we as a church sometimes, we we have trouble loving each other inside the church. How can we ever take the love of Christ outside the church? So let's fix that. Let's start loving each other. I'll say it. I I love absolutely every one of you. You're like, this dude's nuts. That's fine. This dude trips up the stairs of this dude. That's fine. But I love you. I'm committing to loving you no matter what. We all mess up. I mess up. You commit to love me and pray for me? I hope so. Because I'm committing to do that for all of you. I'm committing to give my best to God from to this church to be the pastor. I, I do a horrible job, but I know if I follow Him, that's all that will matter. That's all that will matter. And I'm committing to that. It's so easy sometimes to get just down and messed up. God, I don't want to do this no more. I'll just resign. It's not what He wants. That's not what He wants at all. But He wants my commitment to Him, and He wants your commitment to Him too. You guys, I get all messed. It's okay. So, what are you committing to this morning, Brother Mike? You get that song we're talking about. I want to challenge each and every one of you this morning to completely commit to Christ. What's that mean? That's between you and Him. But I want to ask as we all stand and sing victory in Jesus, if you're ready to commit, let's shake each other's hands. I love you, and I hope you love me. Christ loved us enough, he came and died for us.
1: Let's commit to him this morning. Let's commit to him as we all stand.